Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good morning to all of my listeners, all of my international listeners. You should see me. I'm dancing a little bit there with my intro music. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio, and it has been a while, listeners. I was just chatting with giving a shout out to my engineer, the best engineer in the world, Randy, and uh, I was just telling him, he said, it's been a while. I said, yes, it's been a bit, but, you know, just doing things, just busy, you know, just life, but here I am. I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I thank you for tuning into my show today. You know, as I'm, as I said, broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And I'm excited to be speaking with you today as it has been a while. And, you know, and I miss you guys. Um, Today is a beautiful day, you know, that God has given us. We're we're here in um, the valley and it's quite cloudy. We're quite socked in. It's only 48 degrees, but it's another day that we get the opportunity to, you know, complete what we did not finish um, uh, previously in our lives. And I hope that you all out there are doing great. And I also hope that you all out there are healthy and safe. Now, you know, as I said, you know, the weather tends to go up and down, you know, but we're supposed to get some rain, which is very good. We need some rain here. It's so dry. You know, but um, we also, you know, in the high country, as they call it, there's there's snow um, going on up there, too. So, you know, it's all good. You know what I mean? So um, I want to um, give a, a quick shout out to all of the, you know, doctors and and nurses and and the EMTs and all the individuals working in the healthcare uh, field and all of those that are are um, helping to um, administer the uh, vaccine to um, individuals, you know, hats off to you. Just be safe. Um, You know, I love reading and I'm going to start with a positive quote um, in my broadcast. And this is something that I'm going to put in my broadcast um, going forward. So here's one for you all out there. And this is by a woman by the name of Meredith Walker. Now, Meredith Walker is a storyteller. She uh, is co-founder of an organization called Smart Girls, and she is a talent exec. Now, she states, time spent being carefree is time building an interesting you. I'll say that again. Time spent being carefree is time being is time building an interesting you. I just think about that for a minute. Okay. All right, let's move on. My guest today is the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and he will be joining us momentarily. But, you know, you know, we're going to have a lively, educated and informative discussions. But, you know, I just want to have some moments with you as I normally do in my program. And, uh, you know, I will, you know, just like to mention, you know, I have been with TalkZone.com for a while in my initial program was titled, Put It All on the Table Through Mediation, as I am a professional mediator. For all of you all out there who don't know, for you who do know, well, you're hearing it again. And um, 
I reported back um, uh, on July 16th, 2016, um, it was a report called Living in a What If World. Now, actually, my uh, broadcasts are still up on TalkZone.com under Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. If you would, any of you would like to go out there and listen to any of these broadcasts, they're, they're very good. I'm very, very proud of my, of my work. So, um, and this living in a what if world happens to be one of my favorite broadcasts. Now, I will tell you that not much has changed again in the past five years since I, since I, um, you know, broadcasted this particular topic back in July of 2016. And uh, the subject matter of this broadcast was comprised of the following questions. What if we love and respect ourselves? What if we all showed kindness and respect to one another? Suppose we listened to one another without tempers flaring and name calling and weapons drawn. What if we started caring out, caring about our ecology? What if there were no wars and just stopped killing one another? What if we believe in something higher than ourselves? What if there was no racism that people that we all are con- uh, knowing that people that we are all connected branches from the mighty tree of God, that no one thinks of themselves as better than anyone else because of the color of their skin. For the only thing that differentiates us is our consciousness. What if people allow one another to flow like a beautiful river and become who they are destined to be? What if we were patient and calm to ourselves and others and to know that it is not only about you, that we all matter in life. It is my belief that we were put here on this earth, listeners, to learn and grow mentally and spiritually, to grow closer to God. To learn more about ourselves, which will relate to what your exact purpose is here on earth. This topic was intentional for my broadcast. As I wanted it to be controversial, I wanted it to give the listeners something to think about. And maybe even to give the listeners a dinner table conversation or a conversation with a friend about this subject. We have been through a lot this year that has really taken our souls to task. I have heard this and I'm sure a lot of you listening to me have heard This also people are saying, I want to get back to doing what I was doing before the pandemic. I'm tired of wearing a mask, tired of social distancing. I'm I'm tired of cleaning my house. I'm I'm, I'm tired of not being able to go to a restaurant and going to the movies, um, flying whenever I want, wherever I want, just hanging out with my friends. Trust me, I hear what they are saying, although I do not mind cleaning my house, wearing a mask or practicing social distancing. For me, it is important that me and my family are safe from this pandemic. And you know, some people have even described it to be like they feel trapped. Although I do not feel that way, everyone has a right to their opinion. I have a question for you, and that is, has the thought ever occurred to you that perhaps society as a whole was being too haphazardly in doing whatever and whenever? For example, 
the consistent loss of respect, the consistent loss of kindness, the consistent loss of love for themselves, love for their families and others. There has been a big spike in murders and racism acts. It is a shame that this pandemic has come to us and taken so many lives in this world, listeners. It is so devastating and it is so sad and it is still going on. My prayers go out to all of those who have lost someone because of this pandemic pandemic, and not to forget those who got COVID and are still dealing with the after effects of it. My prayers go out to you as well. Perhaps society needed to slow down and take stock in things in life, like what's really happening to them and around them. What's really going on with their jobs? What's really going on with their families? Because if you think about it, listeners, things were getting uglier and uglier in our society, even before the pandemic hit. Just thinking about a what if world I talked about is a beautiful thing for me. It emboldens hope within ourselves and that we can awake some positive thoughts in our minds. The thoughts and ideas that will bring about needed changes within ourselves, within our world. It is my hope that people hard soften, that we close things that divide us as a society, that we learn how to become calmer and listen to each other with an open heart and an open mind. A computer scientist whose name is Grace Harper says this. Perhaps the most dangerous phrase that anyone could use in the world today is that dreadful one. But we've always done it this way. Personally, I want us as a society to succeed across all odds, to do things better, to rise above and not go backwards, but to move forward and upward with love, grace and gratitude implementing new ideas and not doing the same things that has always been done before. Thank you for listening to that. I am now going to bring on my guest. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is more than a friend to the show. Thank you, Reginald, for joining me on my broadcast today. Well, thanks for having me. It's always good to be here. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Now, it's a little cloudy over on my end, but you said the sun is somewhat still out there on your end. Yeah, over here on the East Valley, it's, uh, it's pretty sunny and everything. But I know yesterday when I was watching the news, they said that it was supposed to be rainy and cloudy today and tomorrow. But uh, uh-huh. so far, the sun is shining bright today, this morning. Oh, I'm sure the sun will come out again. I just like bored. I just like to wake up with the sun. I don't know. It's just me. Okay, let's get started, Reginald. Um, let's start out uh, talking about is mediation still purposeful in our lives? Now, I think mediation is more important today um, in, in, in society today, Reginald, because our society is in peril with so much heightened negati- negativity going on consistently. 
And the need for acquiring resolutions to resolve our disputes is so important. And it's also important to give each other, you know, the platform to be heard so that we could talk about our disputes, you know, openly and freely that each party tell their side of the story. Now, listening is one of the purest forms of education. To have an open heart, to be mindful that no one is perfect and knowing that we all make mistakes and that we all are here to learn lessons and that we all have the opportunity to forgive ourselves so we can move forward and upward in our lives to reach our true destination for the real reason or reasons as to why we are here on this big, blue, beautiful planet known as Earth. Now, I do understand that there are certain cases that do not fall under the scope of mediation, Reginald. However, there are plenty that do. And then a lot of cases that you don't think would fall under mediation um, can like, you know, so for, for example, you know, some cases you could segment it, you know, the judge could say, okay, I want this part um, to go to mediation and, you know, we'll hear the, you know, this part, you know, in court, you know, things like that. And it's all in order to also expedite the, the matters that are within the court system. So, you know, um, but still, you know, I noticed, Reginald, that there's not a lot of talk about mediation, um, although it is still being used. But I don't I just don't think it's being used not enough, you know, not for me anyway. Uh, being a professional mediator, I would like to see this profession used more, especially for today, because for me, um, Reginald, people need to relearn and or learn that being able to listen <laughs> and employ communication is a beautiful thing. What do you think? I think more so now than ever that, uh, you know, people need to listen to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. They need to be respectful. They need to, people want to be listened to and, and heard. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that I implement in my counseling sessions, and I did uh, this with a new uh, uh, person, person yesterday, I have mm-hmm. something called the 30-second rule. And mm-hmm. the 30-second rule is, you know, when we're in sessions and even, and I give them this home, you know, the homework as well to do this when they're talking to each other and not in the session with me, that the 30-second mm-hmm. rule is each person has an opportunity to talk for 30 seconds and 30 seconds only. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that, and I was telling them yesterday, is that this way nobody it's an opportunity to pontificate or filibuster. It's not a all, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking for two, three, four minutes that, you mm-hmm. know, this person needs to be heard. And while the other person is talking, you're paying attention to what they're saying. You're mm-hmm. not just listening, but you're hearing them. You're not just hearing them, but you're listening to them. Um, mm-hmm. And you may even take notes, have a pad for you, you know, take notes. And that shows that you're listening to that person. So um, I think more so now, uh, you know, we need to listen to each other. Um, mm-hmm. I think the court system more should, you know, do And equal, let me go this way, uh, uh, even in the Senate and in the House of Representatives, you know, when they're talking about a bill, that's a form of, of mediating. And, and unfortunately, one side, the Republican side, 
does not listen. None of them voted for this bill that, that would assist people. None mm-hmm. of them, not, 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 not one. Now, if that's mm-hmm. not mediating, I don't know what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you're not listening to what the people that you represent need. Mm-hmm. So how can you not listen and not be for this? And, and, and everybody's not going to agree on everything. That's life. Yeah, of course, you know, you're not going to, you know, yeah, you're not going to um, agree on everything, you know, and it, and as I had said before, and I'm particularly if, if those of you, um, you know, would listen to my um, living in a what if world um, broadcast, um, I, I, you know, I had mentioned that um, my uh, fabulous uh, grandson, he, um, you know, was talking about all of the um diplomas and and awards and things that I have on my wall and things like that. And so I was just, you know, talking to him about it and, you know, well, how did you get this? And da da da. he was asking. And one of the things I told him is that one of the most important things that I found um, that that was very beneficial uh, to me in my academic career, you know, in my life as a whole, but since we're talking about academics is that listen, you got to listen. There's so much learning if you would just be still and listen, you know, I mean, there's even a quote in the Bible that um, says, you know, be still and know that I am God, you know, because if you're moving around and you're hurrying about and, you know, your your whole body is not um, paying attention to, um, you know, uh, uh, as it should, you're not listening to things. And therefore, this is you're not going to uh you know, uh, be able to acquire the the answers and things that you need for whatever it is that you're uh, seeking answers uh, for. But then also on the listening is that you really got to care about what it is that that you're that you're listening to. But yes, it is a shame. Um, you made mention about um, this bill. It is a shame that no Republicans uh, voted for it, and I hope that their constituents are paying attention to that. That none of them voted for this. I mean, people. This pandemic have left people in dire straits. A lot of people are so in dire straits. There's a lot of, um, um, you know, individuals who are, um, you know, working, you know, in, you know, employed and things. Um, they're able to continue to do the things that they need to do for themselves and their families. But there is a huge, huge amount of individuals um, in this nation and worldwide who are not able to do that anymore. Uh, because COVID has taken down a lot of the, the, you know, the areas and things that they that they did embark in to make a living, you know. And then, you know, as I said, unfortunately, we've lost, um, you know, a lot of these people. And unfortunately, some of them got COVID, they got over it. And then you got people that has the COVID and are still reeling from the um, after effects of that. You know, it's it's just bad. So I don't know. So speaking of that, <clears throat> Thanks for that comment, Reginald. Speaking of that, um, this is a good segue into the next thing I want to talk about, which is a year since COVID. Okay. Now, it has been an extremely long, depressing year, actually over a year since this pandemic hit our nation, our world. Oh, my God. Millions of people were affected and uh, with this virus, and so many millions of lives was lost as a result. Now, as I talked earlier, Reginald, the devastation from this is indescribable. 
and sad to think about the lives that have been lost over a half a million and so many governors in this country want to open things up as though we are in the clear. What makes matter worse, what makes matters worse, Reginald, is that they want to reopen restaurants and theaters to full capacity and all children go back to school without any kind of, uh, you know, a, a plan um, to that will, you know, to help alleviate any of the spread of this virus. You know, now the National Law Review on March 9th, 2021, um, published a COVID-19 U.S. state policy report. It was dated March 3rd, 2021. And I went and I looked at it and read it. And it says in part, this report captures the shifting state territorial and local government policies and guidance in response to COVID-19 pandemic and reopening of the economy in the U.S. by tracking public information from official sources, such as gubernatorial comments, executive actions, and guidance. This report gives you the list of everything that every state's governor has elected to do for their state. So, so many states, Reginald, are loosening up the mandates, as I said earlier. They are still very much in need to either, you know, there, there still is a need to either diminish this virus or totally rid ourselves of it because of people, you know, you know, people are, you know, up in arms a lot about, you know, I want to get on with my life, you know? So, you know, Reginald, I do understand that people want to get on with their lives. Who doesn't? But still the fact remains that this dangerous thing still exists. It still is very much a roaring lion. My concern is that more and more people, you know, because of the, you know, lifting of the mandates that, oh, you don't have to come into the restaurant. I heard this one guy say, we'll tell tell the, our patrons coming in, OK, you can you know put on the mask. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean, what the heck is that? You know, and so m- my concern is that more and more people are going to start taking their mask off. Uh, no social distancing, you know, et cetera, and all the guidelines that the CDC has put out there and that are and that's still out there, you know. And so I just think this thing would be roaring up again, Reginald. This is, uh, you know, I don't know. It's very dangerous and, and scary. Your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, a lot of these governors is for their own self reason and, and it's for selfishness. It's about mm-hmm. them politically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can I get elected, reelected if I go this way because, you know, they're thinking that, you know, let's just put it out there. These, these Trump types, they're still trying to follow this Trump doctrine oh, of not wearing masks and all of, and all of this craziness. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he, he being Trump and his wife prior to leaving the White House did take the uh, vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't talk a lot about that, but they said nope. the best thing. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, it's, you know, we can't, no one wants to, everyone wants to get back to their life. I was, last weekend, I was thinking as I was in the garage waxing my car that, wow, it's been a year since I've been to the cigar bar. And that's just one thing that I like to do, you know, go to the cigar bar, light up a stogie, not even smoke it, but just sit there and, you know, usually you can talk to a couple guys or, you know, or ladies, with, you know, husbands and wives, girlfriends, singles, you know, whatever, come in, just people and just, you know, watch sports or 
Mm-hmm. But because of selfishness and the lies, and I hate to keep going back to this, but the lies that Trump has set out there, these politicians thinking that they could still latch on to this, you know, for political gain, is, is selfishness and, and it's mm-hmm. bad and it's sick. So if we're going to allow people to, to make the decisions for themselves, then okay, where does this stop? All right, I decide that I'm not going to have insurance for my car. Let me decide if I insure my car. Let me decide if I stop for the red light. Let me mm-hmm. decide if I want to drive 65. No, I'd rather drive 95. I did Let me decide. So, you know, it, it doesn't just stop with that. And, and, and this yeah. is a dangerous thing. You can't just yeah. open, open up like this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very, it's very dangerous. And and um, it has been proven, you know, sometimes, you know, people just don't learn. You know, that's something that I was told when I was coming up. Sometimes people just don't learn. You know, now, speaking of the mass, the mass has been politicized, unfortunately. You know, but check this out, listeners. You know, the, the mass have proven their effectiveness. I mean, has anybody talked about the flu? <laughs> you know? No, just virtually hasn't been, the, the, you know, the flu has been around. I'm not saying that it's gone, but, you know, we used to have, you know, the bad cases of the flu. No, because people have been wearing their mask and they have been, you know, practicing social distancing. And, and a lot of people aren't running around all over God's creation. Um, They're having their food delivered. They're, they're whatever delivered. They're not, you know, doing so much going around, you know, um, you know, so, you know, as I said, I know that people want to get on with their lives, you know, I, you know, and, and do what they they need to do, because I want to, you know, get on and, and do what I, I need to do. But I'm I'm still doing doing a lot of things. But, you know, I'm not going to be haphazardly and start like, for example, traveling and all of this kind of thing, you know, and, and, and things like that, because this thing is airborne. People have to understand that there is <clears throat> excuse me. There's no such thing as Texas has their own air and and California has their own air and other states have their own air. We all, Italy has their own air, Africa, we are all breathing the same air. <laughs> we are this is how come this thing spread it so fast. I always knew from my my research um and things like that, like that, Reginald and my listeners, that this thing was airborne. And I was telling people it was airborne. They was like, no, 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 Teresa, it's not airborne. I'm like, yes, it is airborne. This is why we. it's important to wear the mask. And please cover your nose. If you're not covering your nose, then don't have on the mask. So, um... But but, you know, I you know, I'm I'm just saying it's it's crazy, you know, and I just want people to be, you know, careful about how how they're doing things, you know, and I want these companies to think more about them, um, you know, about their selfish behavior other than it's all about, you know, and I want people to be employed. I want to see businesses thrive and flourish. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that times are different now. We're living in different times. If none of you have have, have noticed that, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, but Reginald, here is some really great news that uh, Washington Post states that as of March 9th, 2021, at least 60 million people have received one or both doses of the vaccine in the U.S. That's really good because it's what, 324, 40 million of us or whatever. 
And, uh, I, you know, and I'm applauding the Biden administration for this rollout of the vaccine and, and how ex- expeditiously um, um, Biden uh, did it, him and his administration. So kudos for you. OK, let's move on. The month of March is Women's History Month. For some uh, background of this celebration, according to CNN.com, it reports, according to the National Women's History Alliance, uh, states began declaring the whole month of March as Women's History Month all the way up until 1986, when a more national push finally made headway. So the following year, Congress declared March 1987 as the first Women's History Month. Now, uh, let me ask you, Reginald, you know, um, having said this, you know, and, and, and knowing, Reginald, that there's still lots of items to be accomplished with, with us women all over the world. And because we're still fighting for equality and justice, particularly in the workplace relating to getting equal pay, you know, with, you know, I want to be paid what my male counterpart is being paid. And in a lot of these instances, women are more educated and it's more experienced than them, their male counterpart and they're making less. So um, are there any women you would like to acknowledge um, for this month, Reginald, for um, um, for the uh, National Women's History Month? Do you have anyone, um, you know, any people you would like to acknowledge? Well, you know, I would like to acknowledge um, Kamala Harris as the, you know, the first uh, female vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to acknowledge um, our mother, our, our late mother, Lois Campbell, our uh, late uh, grandmother, Irene Davis, um, our sister, uh, Thomasina Cunningham, Thomasina Cunningham, and um, uh, uh, our late aunt, Leada Humphrey, uh, Lula Childress, uh, were very special to me. Uh, Mamie Ray, you know, very special to me. And, uh, you know, I would like to acknowledge you as, uh, as my sister who, you know, is always there to, uh, you know, to help me and, and, and to help guide me. And, and I would like to acknowledge all mothers, you know, stay at home moms. And, 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 and mothers who are working but still are stay-at-home moms because they never really stop parenting. They, yeah. they just do stuff before they go to work, go to work, check, check on the kids while they're at work, and then come home and still check on the kids and take care of the family, you know, so it's 24-7. So, mm-hmm. so I think women who are working outside of the home are still stay-at-home moms. And the women who are stay-at-home moms they're still working outside because when the kids are at school, they're just, you know, so, so I would just yeah. like to acknowledge all, all, all women, you know, the women who I had, so that's why I mentioned, and just women mm-hmm. in general, because they're, they're the backbone of the family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate you acknowledging me. I, I, you know, it, it's appreciated. You know, people want to be um, acknowledged. That you know, a lot of people. Oh, I I don't want to be no. You you do want to be acknowledged. Um, um, you know, you're out here doing good work, and there are so many phenomenal women. And for me, I would like to uh, acknowledge the women in my family. You know, like my mother, my sisters, my aunts, 
for being the strong, vibrant, intelligent women who broke the glass ceiling in my family. And therefore, they are the shoulders of which I stand today as I continue to make accomplishments in, in, in my life. And then I would, there's some other women that I'd like to acknowledge, the nomination of Kamala Harris, <clears throat> excuse me, as the first woman of color to be nominated as a vice president in the United States. Um, Madam C.J. Walker, the first black woman men, millionaire, she was self-made um, even upon her transitioning. And I think she transitioned in 19... 19, something like that. She, um, is, is, she's been gone for a long time. Serena and Venus Williams, remarkable in the tennis industry. Uh, Diana Ross in the Supremes. <clears throat> Excuse me, Maya Angelou, Oprah Winfrey, um, Aretha Franklin. And then there was uh, these two women um, that were acknowledged in, uh, well, there was a lot of women acknowledged in Red Book Magazine, and I just want to tell you about a couple of them. One of them is Elizabeth Blackwell. In 1849, Blackwell changed the world of medicine by becoming the first American female to earn a medical degree in 1849. She was a pioneer who encouraged other women to become doctors, and she eventually opened her own female-only medical college, Nancy Pelosi. No matter which side of the political spectrum you're on, there's no denying Pelosi's achievements as a woman in politics is phenomenal. She became the 60th Speaker of the House in 07 and the first woman to land that job, which she held until, which she held until 2011. Then she returned to the position in January 2019 and remains the only woman in uh, history to hold it today. Images.com reported on um, some phenomenal uh, women as well that I would like to um, uh, mention. Um, Sub-Lieutenant Shivagni became the first woman to fly uh, a plane in India's Navy. The milestone came three years after the country's Air Force re uh, recruited its first female pilots. That's pretty cool. Uh, Supreme Court Judge Nimet Abdullah Kar was nominated to run the country's judiciary um, the first woman to do so in the Muslim African nation. Um, then there's also former anti-corruption campaigner and LGBT uh, friendly lawyer, Zuzana Kaputova. She became um, Slovakia's first female president. I did not know that LGBT Activists hope it could lead to positive changes for gay and transgender rights in the conservative country. Deb Haaland and Sharice Davids were sworn in as lawmakers in the U.S. House of Representatives, a first for Native American women. And Rula Kaloff was named as the next editor of Britain's, Britain's Pink Newspaper, the first woman to do so since it was founded in 1888. Now, Khalif, who was born in Lebanon, has been at the paper for more than 20 years. Now, listeners, there are so many phenomenal women, you know, who have broken the glass ceiling. That would be like what region, like two or three broadcasts. OK, they've shattered the glass to bits and continue to do so. So it is important to learn and know as we are teaching women of all ages and ethnicities our young girls, that if you can dream it, you can be it. Now, Hillary Rodden Clinton, she was the first lady as her husband Bill Clinton was president. She was a senator. 
She was a secretary of state under President Barack Obama, and she stated this so eloquently. When women succeed, the world succeeds. When women and girls thrive, entire societies thrive. Just as women's rights are human rights, women's progress is human progress. So I, I just, I'm just in awe of all of these women. As I said, I'm in awe of all of the women that I've mentioned that of the shoulders that, that I stand on. And I'm sure that um, it's not only, you know, the women in my family's shoulders that I stand on, but I also stand on the other women um, shoulders, particularly the women um, you know, of color, our women of color, our women that are black women and things. These are the shoulders that I'm standing on that that are that is allowing me and helping me to continuously to grow and manifest in my life. And and I'm just so so appreciative of that. Okay, Reginald, you know, I have noticed lately that there has been a lot of conversations from ministers for example, about the importance of having patience in your life. Now, there's a saying that patience is a virtue. And is it really? Well, for me, having patience helps to slow me down so that I can see things with clear eyes, succinctly, okay? Having virtue, I was taught, shows a behavior of having high moral standards, In other words, you have the will within yourself to disregard haphazard behaviors. Now, you do not proceed with a thing when you have patience. Until you know all about the thing you are seeking to embark on in your life. Now, it governs our most precious commodity for me, which is time. Something that I talk about all the time. Time is something that you can never get back. So be wise in how you choose to use it. And patience for me is extremely important, you know, Reginald, to have, you know, in my life. What are your thoughts about this? Patience is, I tell you, it's, you know, when when we have patience, it gives us the opportunity to the whole pie and not just pieces of, of the pie. Mm-hmm. And I know just in my life that by having patience, and, and I have to make myself, you know, like, like so many other people, because we live in a microwave society of, you know, we want it now. You know, like, hey, why, why aren't you doing this now? Why, why haven't I done this now? You know, so, so having that patience gives us an opportunity to see the entire thing and then being able to study what it is we want to do or need to do or, or how to do it. And mm-hmm. it usually it gives us opportunity to see a different and or better way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, it, you know, we have to work at patience. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, children, uh, children don't have patience. Uh, you know, they want it now. It's because they haven't lived long enough you know, to see the positives of patience, of sitting back. And that's why it's important to teach children that, you know, listen, you know, hold on, wait a minute now, you know, just kind of 
mm-hmm. something not only children but adults um, and including myself have to continue to continue to strive to uh, to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people. It you know, um, for for me, uh, Reginald, patience um, uh, somewhat ties in with what um, we were talking about earlier with people regarding this pandemic, and that um, it has it uh, uh, this this pandemic has done a number of a lot of things on on people on people lives. You know, um, people have um, have grown to be, you know, impatient, you know, uh, perhaps people who had patience. So they thought they had patience. You know, this is uh, this is what is embarking. You know, I want to get on with my life, you know, and I want to do it now. And but as I spoke about patience, OK, about the virtue of patience is that if if you have patience, then you have the virtue of that not doing things that will be, that will be haphazardly. You know what I'm saying, Reginald, that it, 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 when you have patience as a virtue, then you, you will have high, high moral standards. You know, you're just, that's just not going to just go out here and just do anything. You know, you're not going to just um, like, for example, you and I as sidebar, we often talk, um, especially when we're out and about, uh, we often talk about how people, are in general, for example, in the in the manners and how they drive, um, they they act as though you know uh, they they show no regard, they show no morals um, of of how they're driving. They don't seem to care if they jump in front of you and you know cut you off, knowing that that could cause an an accident and um, where they could be hurt. I mean, you know, are they not? Are they not thinking clearly, Reginald, or do they just don't care or, you know, or what? I mean, you know, this is why I'm saying, you know, we're living in some very different times. It's not only just COVID um, that has stricken um, this this world, uh, listeners. Um, This is also something else that is happening. And if we would have patience, which patience also allows us to have clarity which also allows us to have clear eyes, which also allows us to be able to think succinctly so that we don't go out here and do things just because that this is what the, the you know, the crowd is doing. So I'm going to be a sheep and I'm just going to go out here and do these things. And um, I've, I've heard people make the comment, Reginald, well, we just can't let this thing stop us. We can't, you know, we can't let this thing stop us. We still have to move on. Okay, well, fine. But move on safely. That's all I'm saying. Move on safely. That's it. You know, you're all grown out there. And, you know, um, if you're living in one of these states that are saying we're going to, you know, take the roof off and you guys can just go out and just do, you know, willy nilly. Think about it. Think about it. Think about what happened when they relaxed things a few months ago and then they had to tie things back down. Okay? That's all I'm saying, Reginald. You know, is that I just want people to be, you know, careful out here. Okay. Let's let's um let's move on. And well, okay, yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna say something before I get to this next topic. I want to um 
express my condolences for um, a dear friend of mine who I learned last night that she transitioned yesterday afternoon. Her name was Daisy. And I met Daisy through another friend of mine. She's a very wonderful person, very sweet, very kind. She was a teacher. She was a mother. She was a, a, a wife. She was a grandmother. And she was a, a very dear friend, very sweet, always upbeat, always with something nice to say. And um, she, um, I don't know exactly um, what took her, but it just broke my heart last night. Uh, when I was um, given this news. Um, and I just want to say that this also shows light on how precious life is, you know, because one minute she was good and then she's she transitioned. So we need to be very cognizant of how we are and what we are doing in our life. Every moment is precious. Every moment is precious. And this is what I'm saying. So take stock in all of that. You know, be kind to yourself, be loving to yourself, be good to others. Call up a person. You don't need to talk to them with a long dissertation. Hey, 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 John, how are you? I'm just, I, I'm not going to stay on long, buddy, but you know, I just called to say, hey, how are you doing? How's your family? You know, have a great day. I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. You have no idea just what that little line that you said, I'm just thinking about you and you call them. You have no idea what kind of light that will shine on the inside of them because maybe perhaps they're don't going through something. You don't know. People don't share things and that's fine. They don't have to. But what I feel that that we need to do, what I would love to see people doing is doing more of what I'm what I'm talking about to be more loving and more kind. And it starts with you. And as I said, check with somebody. You know, we need to reinvent writing, all right? Get some cards and whatever. And you, let me tell you what I do. I um, I um, purchased my mask from evolvetogether.com. If you don't know about them, go check them out. An excellent co uh, company. They are all for ecology they um, distribute uh, freely PPEs to the medical industry. Um, and on their mask, uh, it, it tells of the coordinates, like the gray ones will coordinate uh, the Tokyo Tower. The green one is a coordinate for the um, rain, the Brazilian rainforest. And speaking of that, whenever you buy the ones from the Brazilian rainforest for a dollar, they will plant a tree in your name. Okay, I got like five of them already. So what I do um, uh, listeners is that, you know, I'll, you know, get my, my, um, I have my little note cards. Okay. And, uh, get yourself some stamps and, you know, I, I write on there. Hi, just thinking about you and hope everything is all well with you. Be safe and happy. And I put a mask in there. You'd be surprised the response that you get just knowing that you're sending this and people are like, wow, somebody is actually thinking about me because that is so needed today. Love, is so needed today. Okay. All right. I wanted to say that and I want to um, ex express my condolences again to Daisy and her family. And I, and I pray that, um, you know, God is there to hold their hands and guide them as they're walking through this uh, time in their life. 
Okay. Now, Reginald Market Watch, uh, Levi, Levi, I'm sorry, Sumagase reported on March 10th, 2021. Um, the, the, the headline says Pro Act, P-R-O Act called most important labor legis- legislation in several generations passes house. It says in part the following. The U.S. House of Representatives on Tuesday passed the PRO Act, which supporters called the most significant labor legislation in decades and opponents characterized as a gift to unions at the expense of others. The bill will provide new protections to workers seeking to unionize and penalize companies that violate workers' rights. Significantly amid the rise of gig work, it will also make it more difficult for companies like Uber, Technologies Incorporated, to continue classifying their drivers as independent contractors. The Protect the Right to Organize Act, which is what PRO stands for, or HR 482, passed 225 to 206 along mostly partisan lines, Reginald. This is something that you were talking about, how the Republicans, you know, did not, you know, well, you know, if you think from a historical fact, they acted like that with the civil rights as well. Only five Republicans voted for it and now to the Senate, which last year failed to take it up after the House approval. Judging from the amount of Republican opposition to the bill, Reginald, it is not guaranteed passage in the Senate that if it is brought to a vote this year. But the lead author of the bill, which has three Republican co-sponsors, is calling for legislators to act. The PRO Act clarifies that we have the right to organize together and form our own unions and give us real tools to hold these companies um, um, accountable, says Nicole Moore. Now, Nicole Moore is a part-time Lyft driver who uh, organizes for Los Angeles-based Rideshare Drivers United. This is a first step for app-based worker justice. I think it's something that's needed. Now, proponents of the bill on Tuesday called unions the backbone of the middle class, something that you and I originally have talked about a lot. We are pro-union and said unionization rights under the National Labor Relations Act have been chipped away over the years as companies have amassed more wealth and power. Your thoughts on this, Reginald? I think it's something that... um, Definitely was needed. Um, mm-hmm. and say I'm, I'm you know, pro union. Have always been pro union. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hearing you know, at four or five, six years old, how our dad, Thomas Campbell, was a member of the Chicago Plastering Union. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in my twenties, working for the, the, the Delco Courier Company, I was a member of the Teamsters Union. And so, so I'm pro-union. The, the, the benefits that people have on their jobs are because of union. It's not because these companies decided, oh, I love you this much and we're going to give you these things. It's because people had to fight and unionize to get these benefits. Mm-hmm. And the Republican Party, for over 40 years, have been... Union busters going back to Reagan and Patco. Mm-hmm. Um, so their thing is to, you know, not have allow people to have representation uh, on on their jobs. So I think mm-hmm. it, it's a positive thing. Uh, people, I, I sometimes I talk to people and they 
you know, they're against unions. And I tell them, do you understand what unions are? And right, unions are the were the backbone of the of the middle class. People exactly. were able to become middle class, you know, because of that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. again, improve work conditions because of, of, of unions. Child labor laws because of unions. You know, we just go on mm-hmm. and on and on. So so I, I think it's something that's that's needed. And again, you know, the Republicans are going to vote on the party lines, and people need to be thinking, you represent me, you represent me, you know, if you work for me, I don't work for you, and why are you against this, and start holding mm-hmm. people accountable? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I don't know what it, well, yeah, I, I, let me take that back. Well, you know how uh, the Republicans, and specifically we can say, you know, Ronald Reagan, how against unions he was, how he did his best to, you know, what what we're calling busting, busting unions, you know, and and, um, you know, and they are the middle class. I don't think that, Reginald, I really don't think that people, um, you know, that some people, you know, understand the secession, you know, like you have. You know, the importance that everybody is important. I don't I don't think that people get that. You know, you have and I don't like this. I don't I don't like the segment of populations. I, I voiced that uh, on my show before, you know, the lower class, the middle class, upper class. You know, we're all red and white corpuscle uh, uh, people. OK, and I don't want to get into the medical thing of how <laughs> we all became that. But, you know, dot, 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 you know, so. It it is that you know it's very important to have the unions. It's very important. Um, it's very important that that people are acknowledged that they are paid for their jobs. And you know it's a it's a lot of these companies that you know that they're talking about Uber. I, I think it was Uber or Lyft. It was one of those you and I discussed it a while ago. How they didn't want to acknowledge them as as. Um, full employees uh, original because they they were thinking, oh, God, you know, we may have to, you know, then, uh, you know, do do medical, hit, uh, uh, you know, have medical insurance, you know, and things like that uh, for them. How crazy is that? You know what I mean? You don't want to have medical insurance. You don't want to acknowledge these people. You don't want to, you know, help them along in life. People don't understand that when we help one another, we all we all thrive. You know, do do you think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I really think that that's becoming more and more lost, you know, that people are just not, just not getting that, that, you know, when, when we all help, you know, one another to, to, you know, because you have all of these car companies. I mean, all of these organizations should be up in arms about this. Why is it that, you know, you just don't understand that if everybody doesn't succeed, you're not going to, who's going to be buying these cars, as we said, who's going to be going to Walmart, um, the grocery stores, um, you know, colleges and things. Who's going to be doing this? You you know what I'm saying, Reginald? I don't, I, right. I don't, I don't, right. I don't think that. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it why they don't get it. Um, and then mm-hmm. one thing I can say about Henry Ford, you know, he, you know, with the Model A, he's like, okay, I want everybody who works here to be able to afford the car that they're building. And and that's the kind of attitude that, that, that needs to be. You know, if people aren't, if we don't have 
a healthy and educated society, what do we have? You know, people I, are I don't in know. debt for education. You know, I mean, hell, I owe over $70,000 in, in uh, you know, for, for student loans. Um, you know, people can't afford to be educated. You know, they don't want people to have health care. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what has this come to? It's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, know. I, I know, you know, and, and like, you know, we talked about earlier how I got about two two minutes, how um, no Republican uh, voted, um, you know, for the passing of the legislation for uh, to help Americans with, um, you know, fourteen um, fourteen hundred dollars. And this bill also helps businesses and and, you know, small businesses and things like that. You know, it's it's, it's a lot that uh, goes on in these bills, you know, and so I'm I, I'm very I'm very very grateful for that. I'm very grateful that uh, Mary Garland has gotten uh, confirmed, and uh, a couple of other of the um, Biden's administration uh, personnel that he wanted uh, to, um, you know, to be confirmed that 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 um, that that has gone through. So Reginald, thank you so much for um, being on my show. I loved this conversation. Um, Listeners, I will be on next month. I promise you, you know, um, I'm sure that I'll have our original back and maybe perhaps someone else. But I want you to go out and make it a great day. I want you to be safe. I want you to be loving and kind to yourself. And I want you to be loving and kind to others. And I want you to invoke patience. This is Teresa E. Key signing off for now, but I'll see you next month. Have a great day.